good it is to actually be preaching on the back of awesome worship. Our recorded services every week uh, um, don't usually involve having the musicians here. And I've got to tell you that uh, this morning it is so special to have these guys here this, with me um, to bring us to this place where we can come around the Word of God. Uh, it is awesome. I want to pray before I preach this morning. I know that the uh, Word God's put in my heart this morning will bless you. I know it'll encourage you and hopefully it'll strengthen you to uh, be a different worshipper as we go through this month together in the month of May. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your presence, for the Holy Spirit that has poured out upon us. Pray, Lord, for every home, every situation, every car where this may be listened to in the days and weeks ahead, that your Spirit would move powerfully amongst us, Lord, that you'd be strengthening us, you'd be renewing us, Lord, you'd be showing us how to ascend the mountain of worship in a brand new way. So, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, anoint the words to come out of my mouth today and that we together would be discovering this amazing journey called worship. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Well, i got to tell you that uh, some of that prayer was built around um, and uh, the thoughts I've got this morning to bring to you. As I was preparing for this month and thinking about what is the deal with worship, it dawned on me that in the Bible, a lot of the uh, incidents where Bible heroes and characters encountered God was actually up a mountain. And in the Old Testament, mountains certainly represent uh, figuratively as an analogy, uh, the, the whole act of worship. And it dawned on me that mountain climbing is not for the faint-hearted. Mountain climbing is uh, something that's very strenuous. Uh, it can be daunting, depending on what mountain it is you're going to attack. It can be a really, really quite a big deal. And so I just want to uh, bring a few thoughts around that this morning and uh, talk about some scriptures that help us to understand this. Um, so uh, starting in Psalm 121, the first couple of verses, it says this, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. There's this sense in which... Uh, as John mentioned earlier in the meeting, uh, worship's about looking up. It's about my eyes are lifted to the hills. My, my eyes are lifted up to a place of worship, not downcast and looking at a problem or an encounter or some challenge, but uh, not to make light of the challenge or the problem, but the fact that the answer is not looking at it. The answer is looking at him, the person who brings answers, and his name is Jesus Christ. The other thing I want to talk about that is related to ascending a mountain is that you don't just snap your fingers when you're at the bottom of the mountain and then you're all of a sudden at the top. It's like there's a massive journey to scale a mountain, depending again on what it is and how big it is. Um, and another analogy from food would be to say that um, worship is not a snack, it's a banquet. It actually takes some time for it to, to begin to get some kind of uh, sense of it's going somewhere. Um, you know, there's other incidents in the Bible where Jesus himself, he went up to mountains to pray. You can read about that in John chapter 6, verse 15. Uh, he took some of his closest friends, Peter, James and John, up a mountain for an encounter called the Transfiguration, where those three disciples have revealed to them that Jesus is indeed the Messiah. Incredible uh, spiritual experience for them. It's indicative to us of worship. You can find that story starting in Matthew chapter 17. I'd encourage you to read it in your own time and start to get your head around the reality that the worship really is this whole um, uh, 
uh, endeavour to move from where we are right now into a place where we will encounter God. Our musicians do an incredible job every week. Our worship songs that, that are a part of this online service and when we're here in the flesh in our own building, our worship team lead us week in, week out in this incredible journey of taking us from maybe a week that we might have had from hell at home or in, in work or whatever's gone on and during the week. They help us to start ascending the mountain of worship. They help us to start taking our eye off of the situation and getting our eyes on the one who can bring us into a place of answers. So I just want to read some more to you and give you a few pointers this morning as we get into this topic. <clears throat> uh, in Exodus chapter 19, there's the story of Moses. Starting at verse 3, it says, Moses went up to God. I want to reiterate that word. He went up to God. God. God's not found down. It doesn't mean He's not around people who are down, but it means that when a situation is down, the place to find God is by looking up. No matter how low down we can find ourselves, the answer to our future is to look up, to look up as a place of worship, to be a worshipper. And the Lord called to him from the mountain, so God is in these stories in the Old Testament, oftentimes described as being at the top of the mountain. He's discovered after a whole lot of activity and work. Um, it's an absolutely amazing story. So let me keep reading. So Moses, um, and sorry, start again, verse three. Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, a whole bunch of things. Verse seven, so Moses went back and summoned the elders and the people and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all responded together, we will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answer back to the Lord. There's this sense that our will is affected by worship. That's why we have a worship service on a Sunday morning. People say, well, why do you go to church? Well, I go to church to worship. Well, what does that mean? It means I go to church to encounter God. It means I go to, to church to, to hear from God. And this story of uh, Moses' encounter of of God up on Mount Sinai is exactly uh, a picture for us, a word picture, a story in the Old Testament that helps us to understand some of the things that we need to do to enter into a place of worship. Um, the Lord says in verse 9 to Moses, going on, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said. Verse 10, and he said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day, because on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Put limits for the people around the mountain to, to, and tell them, be careful that you do not approach the mountain or touch it, uh, the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain is to be put to death. Um, they are to be stoned or shot with arrows. Not a hand is to be laid on them. No person or animal shall be permitted to live. Only when the ram's horn sounds a long blast, may they approach the mountain. I don't know about you, but reading some of those Old Testament stories, uh, it really can be a little confronting because they're like, well, whoa, that's a pretty serious thing to do just because someone sort of sets foot on a mountain. Uh, and I want to try and explain to you what that's about. First and foremost in worship, we've got a few points here this morning. Worship requires preparation on our part. Uh, it's not something we just turn up to and participate in, like a rock concert. That's, that's not what worship is. Um, we can do that. We can just rock up to church unprepared. We can switch on a, a worship song on 
YouTube or online or in the car and just switch it on and we can enter into it. And that can be transformative, I'm not denying that. But at the end of the day, that's not the same as being prepared for worship. The word consecrate in this uh, scripture is talking about making acceptable to be close to God. Now, because of Jesus' death on the cross and His blood and the righteousness that comes from that, we don't have to prepare ourselves the way that you did in the Old Testament. But the point is not about whether we're consecrated from sin or not. It's about whether we're prepared to actually step out of doing what we normally do to make ourselves ready for an encounter with God. It's kind of like uh, putting on your Sunday bests. That kind of a tradition has gone out the window uh, as a little bit like, let's dress down, let's be casual, let's just be relevant, let's, let's do all those sorts of things. I'm right there. I think that's an important part of us being relevant in the 21st century. But I also see the significance of going, you know what, I'm going to set aside my time. I'm going to take the effort to get dressed into clothes that are my best clothes, whatever they might be. I'm going to try and make myself as presentable as I possibly can to enter into a place of worship. <clears throat> it's not about conforming. It's not about being better than anybody else. It's about in my heart of hearts going, am I bringing my most prepared heart to God or am I just going to sort of wing it as I go? And I think this Bible story is saying, you know, don't, don't ever wing it. Don't ever go into worship sort of half-hearted. Don't ever come into worship with Jesus just takes me as I am. That's a truth, but it's not the whole story. And so we can look at Facebook, switch it on, switch it off. Uh, we can get onto YouTube, the same thing, turn it on, turn it off, get in the car and hit the podcast and turn that off and on. And there's no doubt that that's better than not turning on at all. But it's, with regards to what I'm saying, that is not the same as being prepared. And the warning in this scripture is pretty bleak. It's like you touch the mountain when you're not supposed to and you're meant to get killed. Now, uh, what this is really saying to us is that worship's meant to bring life to us. But if we get worship wrong, if we actually come to it with the wrong attitude and without being prepared, it's possible that it's actually gonna be just dry and life sucking. It's kind of like the, the scenario where you can come into church and the worship's like, oh, whatever. It's like, we can have an attitude of, oh, it did nothing for me. I've had those comments over the years. Oh yeah, the, the worship in the church did nothing for me today. I guarantee the reason it did nothing is because they, the person who said that was not prepared. When we prepare ourselves to enter into God's presence, there's never a problem with life coming. It's when we're not prepared that problems arise. And so it's, it's just fascinating to me that as they approached the mountain, when the people heard the ram's horn is, to me, uh, a, a picture of what worship, sung worship's about. It's about getting on the page of unity. When we're prepared, we wait. We wait on God until there is this place of unity within the congregation and then worship starts to ascend the mountain. We can actually approach that mountain and start the journey. I love the picture there. When you come to worship, make sure you're prepared. Okay, next one. We've got another story in the Old Testament. I love the, the book of Genesis. I love getting into stories that are early days in the Bible. This is a story you find in Genesis chapter 22, where um, <clears throat> Abraham, who's got one son from a promise called Isaac, and God says to him, um, Abraham, 
And Abraham goes, here I am, he replied. Then the Lord said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. There's the word again, mountain. It's unbelievable story. This story for any dad has got to be one of the most confounding and difficult stories to get your head around the Bible. What on earth? What father on earth would think it's a good idea to be going up a mountain to sacrifice their only son or any son for that matter? And it's just, it, from that point of view, it's the most strange story, but it's not a story about child sacrifice. It's a story about the journey of worship. It's about the journey of God's provision. And again, that all happens in a mountain. Worship is a journey. So early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took him, uh, two of his servants with him and his son Isaac. When he'd cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. Again, another analogy there for Abraham preparing to worship God. He didn't just go, oh, I'll work it out when I get there. He actually took his servants, he took his son, who was the subject of this particular story, and he took wood because he knew he was going to have to set a fire. He didn't leave it to, well, I'll work it out when I get there. He was prepared. Uh, took the uh, wood for the burnt offering. He placed it on his son Isaac and he said to himself, and he himself, sorry, carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Our father, yes, my son, uh, the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And in this respect, Abraham did say, uh, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. Um, it's amazing that in this story, it takes them three days to climb this mountain. Three days. I wonder if we could use that as an analogy about it. You know, what length of time do I take to get ready to have an encounter with God? And as you, if you've known this story before, Abraham and Isaac get up to the top of the mountain. Abraham's preparing to do the most unimaginable tragic thing in his life and sacrifice his son. And the Lord calls out from heaven, Abraham, don't you lay a hand on that boy. Now that I know where your heart's at, now I know you're serious about worship, go and get that ram out of the thicket. And there was, there was a provision from God for the sacrifice on the top of the hill. And so Abraham called that place down in verse 14, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. I got to tell you, that's a, such a truth about you and me, 21st century, right in the middle of the COVID deal going down around planet earth in 2020, that in the place of worship, you can be guaranteed that our God will supply our need. So worship therefore requires not only preparation, it requires commitment and dedication on our part. Worship can be hard work. And this is where the analogy of mountains came to me as kind of a really helpful word picture for this issue of worshiping. Climbing a mountain is hard work, you've got to be fit. Climbing a mountain needs uh, and often in, uh, means encountering danger. I remember years ago, we went on a camping trip to the Flinders Ranges when the kids were very small. And we decided to climb this mountain that uh, was on the, the western side of the Flinders Ranges. And uh, it was a beast of a mountain, as far as I'm concerned. I just had, I didn't have walking boots. I just had some sand shoes and some shorts on. And I set out to walk up this mountain. And it had shale rocks and rock slides and it had thickets of bush. 
And I remember trying to go up one section and, and getting stuck and couldn't go any further because it was just inhospitable to what I was wearing. Went back down and slid off rocks and tried to go up another way. I'd say an hour or two into the, the adventure, I thought of just turning around and going back to the, the caravan for a cup of tea. Thought, blow this, I'm not going to do it. But I had sight. I could actually see the top of the mountain. I was actually encouraged that there's a place up there that I want to get. And so I kept going. So climbing mountains, climbing worship, maybe a worship experience in our church has been a dead end street for you on a Sunday morning. Maybe worshiping at home uh, via online service is like a real big challenge to you. Our team does a great job. The worship's phenomenal, but maybe standing there on your own or with your family and three of you can sing in tune and three can't. And it's like, it's like, what are we doing? It can feel like a dead end. I want to say to you, don't give up. Don't, don't let the intimidation of the context rob you of the joy of entering into that place of worship. Climbing a mountain will really test your resolve not to quit. Abraham and Isaac had three days in which to go, maybe this is not a good idea. Maybe we'll quit while we're ahead. Let's go home. Let's pack it up and go. But no, Abraham <coughs> decided to keep going. Um, in the New Testament, a scripture that really is helpful along that line of thinking is in Galatians 6 verse 9, let's not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. And I would always read that scripture as about doing good things for other people, helping people, whatever. And that's certainly true. But you know what? Don't give up doing good. That's worship. Like, don't give up on the idea of worship because it's hard or because you go through a season that's dry. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Keep coming. Keep going to church. Keep tuning into the online service through this season, however long it goes for. All righty. Um, yeah. So, and then finally, uh, the last thought I've got this morning I want to bring to you is that the deal of getting to the top. There is absolutely so much joy when you climb a mountain to eventually get to the summit. It's an amazing place to get to because you can see. On this mountain I was telling about in the Flinders Ranges, it actually is on the very western side of the mountain range. And from the valley that we ascended from, which is on the eastern side, you can't see anything of the west until you get to the top. And when you get to the top, Boy, you can see for miles, you can see out over a Parachuna, right out across the lakes, the salt lakes that are out there. The view is absolutely magnificent. And I've got to tell you, that's what worship's supposed to be. Worship is supposed to be this incredible moment at the end. In other words, the journey to get there is long. The journey to get there can be a little bit uh, fraught with danger. It can be fraught with discouragement. It can be like, whoa, are we ever going to get there? Uh, but when we do, when we hit that sweet spot, it's where we get vision. It's when we start to see the things that God wants us to see. We actually can look over our problems. We can look through to another realm. Worship's meant to be a life-changing moment. So I want to encourage you this morning to understand that worship as the place we eventually arrive. So it's not just a destination on its own. It's a journey to a destination. When we get there, God will reveal His nature to us. He will provide for us. We will see our future and we will see clearly with vision the things that God wants us to have. 
my hope and prayer is that our worship experience this morning in our church has been one where you've had the opportunity to journey with our team into the place of God. So to finish today, rather than just praying and then closing our online service, our guys that are on site here today with me are gonna come back in a moment. We're gonna to return to the worship song that we were singing a few minutes ago. So maybe today the last 45 minutes or so have been preparation and a climb for you. But you know you are at the place where you can clearly see for the very first time maybe in your life. Maybe right now as you're listening. It's almost like I've got to the top of the hill. I actually can see. I can actually see God. I can see God's goodness. Maybe His love for me is the clearest it's ever felt. That's because we've spent this time in preparation today. So rather than trying to watch the screen and sing this song, my encouragement is why don't you close your eyes through part of this song and just listen to the words and let, you, and let God show you what He wants you to see. So we pour out our praise. We pour 
to what you saw as you were uh, letting that song just continue to take you up that mountain. Perhaps today his love for you is so clear, it's breathtaking. I remember climbing a mountain in Victoria once, um, well actually I was taken up on a ski lift to the very top of this mountain and uh, the mountains all around were covered in snow and uh, it was absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. That's what worship's supposed to be. If you get prepared for worship, if you commit to the um, amount of energy that's required on our part, the commitment that, that that's, that's our part to play, and then we get to meet with God, that is a good day in church. That's a good day in anybody's life. And so this morning, I really have been praying and believing that as we've worshipped together, you have had a time with God that has changed your life. Perhaps um, as we're going to read this prayer together in a moment, I'd love you to let us know that you've prayed this prayer if it's the first time you ever pray it. Um, uh, let us know if you've got any prayer requests. There'll be uh, on the bottom of the screen a, a number you can text through to us as well. We just want to hear testimonies, prayer requests. We'd love to know that you've actually prayed this prayer, maybe for the first time, or if you're coming back to God because you've been a long way from Him. Maybe your worship's been horrible experience for years, for whatever reason, and this morning God's just done something miraculously new in your life. I don't want to give you the opportunity to just pray this prayer with me this morning so that you can be certain that you've hooked up and connected your life with God again or for the very first time. So let's read this together. Lord God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for my sins and rose to life again. I am sorry for my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. I accept Jesus Christ as my own personal Saviour. I ask you to transform my life and give me your Holy Spirit to lead me all of my days. Thank you for your unlimited goodness and grace over my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. What a fabulous prayer. I really do hope that God has lifted you into His presence today. I pray that you find Him during the week. And I pray that from here on in, you, like me, would continue to discover the journey of worship. God bless. Don't forget, next Sunday is Mother's Day. We're looking forward to bringing you a great Mother's Day service. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll see you later. God bless.